Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Donkokwate, pastor of Rima Chapel, Belfort, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. I want to share a word with you, and uh, it is a word that I believe it is a word that I believe is appropriate for these times. You know, we are in a situation where some of us we have lost the, fa- the sight of the fact that Jesus is coming back again. But there is a very strong reality that we may be alive when Jesus comes. There's a very strong reality. So, uh, open your Bibles please to uh, the book of Revelation, Galatians chapter 12, the verse number 7, right through 12, meaning that it's going to be uh, six verses, inclusive the uh, verse number 7. Revelation chapter 12, the verse number 7 to 12. And you know, for the sake of variety, I would love it if I can have one of you to just read for us. And please, if you are reading for us, then uh, do make your voice loud enough that uh, everybody will hear you. Are you okay with me? Yes, please. Amen. Sister Solar, God bless you. Shall we pray? Father, we want to thank you for the entrance of your word. Make your word, O God, we pray, as flames of fire. So that, Lord, as they are aimed and they touch our hearts, set our hearts aflame. We ask, O God, for the anointing that touches the ear, so that in hearing we will hear. We ask, O God, even, Father, for the grace of wisdom. So that, Lord, in hearing, we will understand and apply wisdom. We ask, O God, for the boldness of faith. So that that which we hear, we understand, we will deploy for the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, I, I want to talk to you about standing. 
in this hour. The scriptures we read, let me be clear, the battle we are on didn't start here on this planet. We, we are dealing with evil, sin, with bad choices, with wickedness, but evil, sin, bad choices and wickedness did not start here. It's not we the men who started it. The Bible said there was war in heaven. Even heaven there was war. So this thing started from heaven. And the issue is not about us. The issue is about what started there and the solution that must be found to it. That is how we came into the picture. And so, my dear friends, let me encourage you. God knows Satan, that great dragon. He knows him. And I can make an assurance and, uh, and uh, what do you call it? A guarantee to you that he will never escape. His punishment is sure and he will have his punishment. What is not sure is us, the humans. Because God has made provision for us that when the time comes to punish the devil, none of us will become part of the people to be punished. However, the punishment will definitely come. And uh, the unfortunate thing is that some of us will be punished. When I say some of us, I don't mean some of us, the church. If the church, if you are part of the church, you should understand that you have been saved. Meaning that if you don't copy Lord's wife, you will not have the trouble which Lord's wife had. Because a man that has been taken out of the city and is supposed to be among those ones who have been saved should not have died on the way. But she died on the way. The times we, we are living, they are very, very special times. Special times because a lot of things are indicating that things are not like how we see it. Let me just try to, try to, you know, what do I mean by things are not like how we see it? You know, you see or you hear of news on the television, you listen to the radio, if you are still somebody who has got a, a abo for newspapers, you still have new, newspapers that you read. Unfortunately, not everything we hear, everything we read, and everything we see is something we can trust. A lot of things have now become Hollywood. They have become mere acting by they want to send information to you and manage to shape your views in a way that you will take an action which if you had the full information, you will not take. You know, somebody calls some of these kinds of people fake news. And, and we are beginning to, to, to learn and to see that our world has been so taken over that our freedom that we have as Christians to even work is questioned by some people whether it is even relevant at all and whether we shouldn't be restricted when we try to worship. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that this is part of the war. But you see, according to this scripture, 
when the devil did what he did, he lost his place because the fight for God's heaven, they lost it. So they were cast out of heaven. Well, let me announce to you that when they were cast out of heaven, they came to what is called the second heaven, the atmospheric heaven. This is why the Bible calls the devil the prince of the power of the air. So they came and made their headquarters in the atmospheric heaven. And you know, this is a place where in the time in the Old Testament, they have so positioned themselves that they control everything that is coming from heaven to us. You know, the Bible says every perfect gift and every good thing comes from the father of lies, it comes from the heaven of heavens. But if you have somebody positioning himself as a highwayman, you know, highway robber, midway, so that when something is coming, he will intercept it. That person is withholding a lot of the good things heaven has for us. And it came to pass that one day when Daniel was praying and he needed to have information. When God released that answer, the person who was bringing that information called um, Gabriel, he made opposition in this place and they used their forces to stop him. Actually, they kind of imprisoned him. And so for 21 days, as somebody was praying, waiting for answer, and when you are here on earth, you think that it is God who is delaying. Yet, it is the enemy who is resisting. Somewhere along the line, God has to send reinforcement. Michael came along. They fought their way through. Brought him. They brought the message to the man. And the truth is, the angel still told Daniel, that when I am leaving, I have to go and fight my way through to get back to heaven where the Lord is. What am I saying with all this? That place where the devil has made his headquarters is still there. What is not there is that they do not have that ability that they used to have before where they can actually restrict us. God has made a way through Christ whereby we can, we can go straight without passing through the ability to intervene. But you see, the Bible said God is going to kick him out of the atmospheric heavens. And when he's kicked out of the atmospheric heavens, he will land directly on the earth. Imagine he's, he's actually moving to and fro on the earth, but his headquarters is not on the earth. And imagine the trouble we are going through. So imagine when actually the guy has been kicked out of his volume and he lands here and now this is the only place he has and he cannot go anywhere imagine how he will behave the anger the 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 uh vutent what do you call it yeah the the sheer uh the sheer terror that he will unleash and so the scripture is saying that uh Heaven and you inhabitants of the earth, woe unto you. That woe is for this time when he will be cast out. Now listen, 
the casting out, and the Bible says when he's cast out like that, he will be very, very active. Why? Because his time is short. How long is that time? 42 months, three and a half years. But you see, he has not been cast out yet. So he's still there in the atmospheric heavens operating. But what time are we in right now? We are in the time when he is about to be cast out. Now, how will he be cast out? The Bible said, a time is coming when you, when you are born again, you are a believer, the trumpet of God is going to sound. And those of us who are alive, our body will be transformed. Actually, the first thing that happens is that those who are dead in Christ, who have gone to be with the Lord, when the angel who has the trumpet is coming, they are going to come with him. And when he sounds the trumpet, they are going for their body. Oh, yeah. So when they rise up from their graves with the bodies, their spirits are being united bodies now. Those of us who are alive, we will experience a transformation. And so we also, our bodies will not obey the gravity as we know it. And we will rise up to meet the Lord in the air. Now when we rise up to meet the Lord in the air, and we are moving, by virtue of this activity of moving the Lord in the air, he will be kicked out. The force of our moving will destroy his hold in the air. So he will fall to the earth. And when he falls to the earth, he will unleash pure terror upon the inhabitants of the earth. So you see, what we are seeing right now is nothing. It is what you call the birth pangs. Our sisters, those who are mothers, they understand what I'm saying when I say birth pangs. I think it kind of moves in cycles, you see. It will be like one time, the thing is kind of moving, 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 you know, to try to push, then it will stop. Then like you are free till like two hours time, then it begins to move again. But as the baby is getting close to deliveries, this thing will intensify to the point that the intervals will not just be two hours, it will become uh, like, 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 30 minutes, it will become like 15 minutes, then it will become like 30 minutes, then, then so so listen, Corona is what you are seeing. Those kinds of things that is creating what you are seeing, many of them are on their way, coming. Is somebody listening to me? And so we don't know when the Lord will pick us, but one thing I can tell you, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. How was it in the days of Noah? 120 years Noah was preaching to them, they were not changing. There were many bad things happening, but God preserved Noah and his family. But the very day that Noah entered the ark, that was when the heavens were opened and the rays began to come down. That was when the deep that hoarded the waters, they were also broken up and the waters came. So you know what? The moment after and we move out what is going to come that one you will call it judgment this one is not judgment though. this one we are seeing the corona is just God backing off 
Because if you say you don't want me, it shall nix me here to two. To musnish by me to house a come. If you say that, I shouldn't come to your house. You have nothing to do. Why wouldn't I back? And if I back off, and then somebody is breaking your door, should I still be the person who is coming to the one trying to break down your door? Say, hey, you shouldn't break down his door. If you don't want me, I back off and I leave you alone. After all, you are capable of yourself. That's why you push me out. And those of us here, we know that they have pushed God out because we see many of the churches are empty. Some of the churches have become coffee houses and some of us know it. So when they say they don't want God and he decides to back off, it is only he who can hold this Satan at bay. When he backs off, Satan has got a free day. And that's what is happening. So things are going to really intense. But listen, when we are here, as long as we are here, understand one thing. We are protected because the Bible says clearly that what? They overcame him. The verse number 11. I hope you are there. You are watching your Bible. The Bible said what? They overcame him. Him who? The dragon. Him who? The Satan. Him who? The evil one. The one that created the Wahala in the first place. They overcame him by two things. Number one, the blood. And then number two, the word of their testimony. And so today, I want, to, I want to just show you a couple of things you can do with the blood. A couple of things. And this whole week, we'll be talking about the blood, talking about the blood. Because you see, if you understand the blood, there's no way that the devil can get you. Amen. There's no way. The blood is the reason why you have an active covenant with God. Amen. Because of the blood, when it is lifted up, the devil has to back off. So you see, the Bible says, those of us, the believers, according to Hebrews chapter 13, the verse number 10, have an altar that the unbelievers or those who do not serve God, where they do not have a right to eat at that altar. You know, when you have that sacrifice, it is on the altar that you put the sacrifice. Meaning that the altar that we have is the altar in heaven where the blood of Jesus was put in the throne room there. That is the altar that we have there. And that altar, the supreme altar, is a superior altar. It's a high altar. It's a great altar. You know what? I'll tell you a story. Somewhere in 2 Kings, I think chapter 3, some people went to fight. And uh, when they were fighting, one godly man decided to join the team. Was three kings against uh, Moab. And when they went somewhere along the line, they ran short of water. And things wasn't looking so good. Then uh, the man who was out of fellowship with God, he began to accuse God that it is God who have orchestrated, I brought all these people so that their enemies, you know, the Moabites will finish them. But the one that was close to God, he said, no, look for a prophet. So they looked for Elisha. And Elisha prophesied and said, they won't be raised, but they will have more than enough water to drink. Within 24 hours, by the dawn of the following day, the waters has come, like they said. There was no rain, no thunder, nothing. 
God had brought the rain from somewhere far. And their enemies saw the rain or they saw the waters in the light of the morning sunshine. And because the sun threw its, its, uh, what do you call it? its rays on the water, they said it is blood. They rushed to go and take booty only to make to to uh, uh, what do you call it? to expose themselves and they were br brutally beaten eventually when they got the place where they now want to capture the king of moab according to the story he took his own son who should become king and he sacrificed him on the wall For those people they are they are, they are uh, they, they, they serve Molech. And when you serve Molech, you can you can uh, set up a fire and bind your children and throw them into the fire. They call it passing your children through the fire to Molech. Sacrifice there. So when he sacrificed his son, immediately there were a lot of spiritual forces at work. And that stopped the double, the man with the double anointing, Elisha, stopped even Elisha's prophecy. He could tell this prophecy and it couldn't be fulfilled as it should. I used to think many times that, hey, what, what is this? Because it seems to depict as if the enemy has power over God. No. On their altar at that time, what was on their altar was greater. The sacrifice on their altar was greater than the sacrifice that these people were bringing. Because they didn't bring any sacrifice. All they did was request the man of God, you know, to prophesy on their behalf. So when it came to just talking, the altars of the godly people had no sacrifice, and the altar of those who were serving Satan had a strong sacrifice. Now let me tell you, our sacrifice or our altar has the blood of Jesus on it. There is no sacrifice greater than the life of God itself on the altar. Because of that, there is nothing the enemy is going to do anywhere that will cause us to be overcome. And I'm telling you, my dear friends, this week, let us sacrifice. Don't be lazy. Do not be lazy. I mean, put your flesh under control. Come early and let's come and let's pray. So that we begin to build spiritual strength. It's going to help us. So, if you want to apply the blood, how do you apply the blood? So you just, just, uh, just, I want you to just do it practically. But I'll be talking about the same thing over and over again. Because you see, the devil tries to do things to us where he has no right to do it. According to the Bible, in the book of Galatians chapter 3, the verse number 13. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. So anything that is a curse, if the devil tries to bring it your way, you must apply the blood. What do I mean by anything that is a curse? Uh, those of you who know the curses that God has identified in the book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, you will see that uh, from the verse number 15 right through to the 60 something. It is all curses. So Deuteronomy 28 61 says that sickness is a curse of the law. Mm. Meaning that when you are looking in the face of COVID 19, you are looking at the curse of the law. But the Bible said 
Christ has delivered me somewhere from that curse. So, what do I do? I say I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Devil, you cannot put COVID-19 on me. I am the redeemed of the law. Redeemed from the curse. For it is written that sickness is a curse of the law. So therefore, I say, Satan, I overcome you by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, and by the word of my testimony. This is how you apply it. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. If you know something to be true, the only way it begins to work for you is when you say it with your mouth. Because you see, the Bible said, we have a shield of faith where we will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. That is Ephesians chapter 6. The shield of faith is a spiritual shield. It's not like a physical shield that you see. So how do you put a shield in place? You put a shield in place by speaking. Use your mouth and talk. And when you are talking, talk loud enough that you can hear yourself. And when you are talking, don't talk like you are just talking to yourself. You are talking to a demon spirit or an unseen entity that is behind that sickness or that is trying to use the curse of the law to take your life through that sickness. So, hold a conversation with them and talk to them. Am I talking to somebody? Hello? Please listen to me. I am not in your house. And I, will, I probably may be sleeping at the time when the devil is trying to take your life. So you see, if you live in ignorance, expecting somebody to do your prayer for you, he may do it. Because the people of God are not destroyed because the devil has great power. They are destroyed because they walk in ignorance. And I'm trying to arm you so that you know that the way to fight your battle is with your mouth, the word of your testimony. Take what God has said about the blood and declare it. So, I'll give you four ways and then we'll, we'll, be, we'll be getting to the end. Number one, Colossians chapter uh, 1, the verse number 12, has a very interesting statement it makes. It says that God has made us meet. Colossians 1, 12. God has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance in Christ. You know, Inheritance is what makes you financially okay. So that you are not reduced to begging like the prodigal son. And so when you see that the enemy is trying to reduce you to a state of begging, understand one thing, that according to Colossians 1.12, God has qualified you to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in Christ. What does that mean? It simply means that you should not be going hungry if you are not fasting. You should not be lacking what you need simply because the enemy wants to put pressure on you. When that happens, you must go into the spirit and understand, please, that you need to go to court when you have issues like that. 
Please write this scripture down. First Peter chapter 5, the verse number 8. First Peter chapter 5, the verse number 8. Is there somebody who can just read it for me? I just want participation. First Peter chapter 5, the verse number 8. Amen. So you see, you need to be vigilant. You know, to be vigilant means you don't take things for granted. When you feel afraid or you feel fear, it is something that is trying to steal something from you. Be vigilant. Don't keep quiet. Fight it by talking to it audibly. Then look at the uh, Hebrews chapter 12, the verse number 24. Please read that one too. Hebrews 12, 24. Anybody there? Amen. So Jesus is the mediator of the, uh, what I call the last covenant. They call it the new covenant, but uh, let me call it the, the, the last covenant. Jesus is the mediator of this last covenant. And this covenant speaks, how does he speak? He speaks by the blood. Now listen, when you go to court, you need to call witnesses who are uh, the individuals who were there when the issue happened. And you know, if the blood is a witness, it's a true witness. Am I talking to somebody? Yes, sir. <laughs> so you need to ask God for the blood of Jesus to witness on your behalf. So what do you do? You do something like this. Father, I come to you and I ask that the blood of Jesus Christ be called upon to witness that Jesus Christ has bought great inheritance for me. Many inheritance of divine provision, for example. So, I hope somewhere I know that I am entitled to have everything that I need for my daily life. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I am asking that justice be given to me. That the verdict be rendered in my favor. And uh, when you finish on that one, you begin to praise God. And thank God that the victory is yours. Am I talking to somebody? Now, so this is one situation where they want to tamper with your logistics, your supply lines. I will put it that way. Because you never know when supply lines may be tampered with. And you need to be ready to take, to take care of that. And then, there may be a spiritual attack on you. That is the, the B situation. 
The Bible says what? Christ has delivered us from the power of darkness. So that if Satan tries to use his power over your spirit or your soul or your body, went to bed completely okay, and then in the middle of the night, before you know it, they are trying to cripple you. You can't move your arm, you can't move your leg, or whatever it is. It is the enemy who is seeking to take something from your life. Because listen, the devil cannot take anything from you as a believer without your permission. He has lost that power, so he will use deception. And anything you don't rise up against, that is the thing you are permitted by default. So in that situation, you do. In order to ward off sickness, ward off pain, ward off disease, even if it is some temptation where he wants to put some sin into your life, because this time we are in, it's not the time to sin. Who knows whether you will not be able to finish that sin and repent before the trumpet sounds and then you are caught. So if he's bringing the thing, that is when you must rise up against it. So you say something like this. I ask, I somewhere, I ask that the blood of Jesus be called upon to witness and declare that on the cross, Jesus delivered me from all the power of the enemy so that he, Satan, now has no legal right or power to put sin, sickness, pain, or disease upon me. And you know what? Sometimes this guy is yes, there's too much wax in his ears. So you may have to say it again and again and again and again. And guess what? The more you say it, the more uh, intensity with which you say it, the more your faith is. And the greater the uh, shield of faith that is supposed to protect you is being built. And he will back off. It's a thief. It's a liar. He will back off. Okay, good. So, let me go to, to uh, what do you call it? Situation number three. There are times the devil may want to put a curse on you, you know? What do I mean by put a curse on you? Just because my papa died of diabetes doesn't mean I should die of diabetes. Just because my mama had uh, asthma doesn't mean I should develop asthma. And you know that when you have this diabetes, you have this asthma or this kind of things, in this time, and you accept it, the next thing it's going to do is to look for some corona away. Because with that one, he will finish you. Listen, the devil cannot do everything. That's why the demons are plenty. They have specialization. The demon of corona not the same as the demon of asthma. And the demon of asthma is not the same as the demon of diabetes. So, when he looks for the demon of diabetes to knock on your door, he has to look for another demon of, uh, what do you call it? What is the thing? Uh, the demon of, uh, 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 when you cannot breathe, what's the name again? 
And then he has those two demons in place. He now go to that one. When all the three meet on you, they'll finish you. Are you are you listening to me? So as a believer, the moment you are seeing the asthma, you know that he's trying to put the curse on you because if you go to hospital, they'll say, ah, ah, you the thing, it was even your family. So if your family, then you must accept it. No, don't accept it. Don't accept it. Tell the devil, I am not accepting. Uh, I'm not accepting asthma. I am not accepting asthma. Because the Bible said himself all my pains and carried my sicknesses. So when he bore it, there is no reason for me to bear it again. I refuse to accept it. So as long as I am telling you, as for me, it's a no-go area. I am not so dumb that you can bring that kind of thing and come and put on me. Then what is the essence of the sacrifice Jesus sacrifice? Hey, I want you to hear, you demons. You may be dumb, but I am not. And I am charging you in the name of Jesus that you take your asthma and clear out. You are the ones who must obey me. Why? Because all power has been given unto the Jesus who is my Lord. Therefore, I have power over you. You must obey me. I say, die in Jesus' name. Die, I say. And then you appeal, you know, because there are times the devil is so stubborn. You need to appeal. And so how do you do the appeal? Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for what you did for me. Now, Father, I am coming boldly because of what Jesus did. And I ask, oh God, that Jesus be called upon to witness and testify that Jesus Christ has set me free from all the curse when he was made a curse of me. I declare therefore no curse has any legal right to alight upon my life. You know, and you get back to the enemy and chase him out. You'll be surprised how fast when you say it like you mean it, like you know it's but because it will work. The Bible is the truth. It's not a story. Now let me talk about the final this thing, the what do you call it? The, the final scenario. Because you see, there are many, many, many scenarios that the devil will use to try and rob you. The final scenario is when it comes to the promises of God. Because you see, it is through the promises that you live the abundant life. And devil will want to somehow make sure that the promises they don't work for you. That's why I'm saying that. So if you find that the promises of God, when some people believe God for what God has said, it happens. You, when you believe God, call me the call, everything stays there. Ah, then you know that this deceiver is hiding somewhere. Want to frustrate you or deceive you. So now you must go to court. So you say something like this. Father, I want to thank you for everything Jesus has done for me. Child of God, my name is written in the book. So I come right now and I ask the blood of Jesus be called upon to witness 
that Jesus bought all the things promised. And you know, promise of protection, for example. Jesus all the things promised for my protection. So that when I go to the waters, I will not drown. When I go to the fire, it will not kill for me. And that his precious blood was the price that was paid for this promise. So I stand and I declare that that promise must function in my life. Now, in the name of Jesus. Because remember, faith is always now. When you make your declarations like this, you cannot go to the enemy and begin to walk him out of the It cannot be that I will live in poverty when Jesus became poor for my sake. No. Every demon of poverty assigned. I cast you in the name of the Lord. Every work that you have worked upon me, create this situation I find myself in. I release fire from the presence of God. Let them be burnt up and let them be destroyed. And every demon that is behind it, I command you, come on, get out! You must do this for yourself, please. If somebody prays for you, that is good. And if he prays for you and he prays in faith, definitely it will work. Now the fact is, if you defeat the devil today, it doesn't mean that he has given up. He will just back off. He say, ah, that thing is too hot. To, let me not try to touch it right. Then he will go, 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 walk, walk, walk. Give you some time. When you think everything is cool, you want to go back to your former way of life where you are cold, you are not hot, you are not praying. One time, then he comes again. So that if you are not vigilant, that you were able to enjoy for two years, you steal it from you. So you have a victory, but not a permanent one. So I'm trying to tell you, my dear friends, these times we are in, our weapon of fighting the devil is number one, the blood of Jesus. And number two, the word of our testimony. Meaning that you must use your mouth to say it, and say it, and say it. And never get tired of saying it. Speak to any mountain. Speak to them. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. As long as that mountain remains, it's your right to say it and to cast every spirit that is behind it. Trust me, when you are speaking to the mountain and it seems not, it's still there and it's, it's not moving, you know what is happening? All the habitation that is within that mountain. They are all being driven out. Meaning that that mountain is becoming hollow. One day it's going to crumble. Just like that. And it will do so because you are persistent and because you refuse to give up. The Lord bless you. Amen. The Lord calls you to not just survive the times we are in. But the Lord calls you to be one of those people who are lending a hand to others who are walking in darkness. May others survive because of you. May other lives be connected to heaven because you happen to be in Deutschland at this time. Amen. I pray that you will realize that your cause is not the issue at all. And please, don't forget, you are not winning because you are just you alone. You are winning because I am with you. Somebody else is with you. And all of us are together and Christ is with us. 
the case of attack is on you, we all will rally to make sure that the devil doesn't get you. Please, when you are praying, remember the body. Pray for the body. Pray for uh, the unity of the body. Pray for the man of God. Pray that the devil will not, will not have his own way like he used to have among us. Okay. The thing, the thing cut off. Okay, good. Good. So, so, so I want us to share a word of prayer and uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, taking our offering and then uh, our service will be coming to a close. Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference course on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.